This is episode 183, Finding Self-Worth During a Breakup with Melissa. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. As always, sharing the show is how it grows when you share it on social media, when you forward it to friends, when you subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. All of those things really help the show grow, and I appreciate it so much when you take the time to do that. A special shout out to everyone who listens who is at my friend Lori Harder's Bliss Project a couple weekends ago. I'm recording this just a few days after I spoke there and it was the second year I spoke and to be honest, I was more nervous than I usually am before this speech and there were a couple reasons for that. First, I really cared. I I spoke at the event last year and I knew the people who came and Lori is such a dear friend and I know everyone there is, is really present and really hungry and I just really, really cared about the people there. And the more nervous we are, a lot of times that means the more we care. So nervousness isn't always a bad thing. The second reason I was a little nearsighted, as I said, a mix of nervous and excitement is because it was a full circle moment for me. Last year when I spoke on that stage, I'd gotten back from Australia and I'd kind of sort of dated someone there who I liked, but then he broke my heart a little bit. And I did a speech about keeping our hearts open even when they are hurt because the default a lot of the times is when we get hurt, when we feel rejected in any way, we put a wall around our heart. However, in doing that, we maybe seemingly prevent hurt, but we're also blocking love. So I made a vow on that stage to keep my heart open no matter what. And it was full circle in the fact that this year I had my fiance Stephanos standing there on the side of the stage supporting me. So I'm really glad I made that vow on that stage and kept my heart open. The other reason I was a little bit nervous is I was tapping into everyone else's energy and my fellow empaths will know this. And I've learned over time to really ask the question, is this my nervousness or my sadness or my whatever? Or am I feeling more the collective? Am I feeling someone else? Am I feeling the people I'm about to talk to? And when that happens, I just take a deep breath and remind myself that in order to connect to people, I don't necessarily have to take on their energy. And the other thing I've learned as an empath is that if I'm feeling other people's energy, that's not a bad thing. It's not an alarm system. It's just not getting attached to it and not letting feeling other people's nerves make me more nervous. The thing about nervousness or anxiety is that you can't calm it through thinking. And that's what most of us try to do. We try to calm nervous energy by thinking about it, but that just makes us more nervous. The other thing that's not good to do is to shame ourselves because when we're nervous, our fear mechanism is up. And that part of our brain that makes us feel like we're not safe revs up. And the more we shame ourselves, the more we feel unsafe because we're literally not being kind to ourselves. And do you feel safe with someone you're not kind to? No. Another thing that can contribute to nervousness is over-preparation. When we over-prepare, 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 we're so in our mind that often it's harder to get in our body and really ground the way we need to, to move the nervous energy through. 
which brings me to my solutions for nervousness, which is move the energy, dance, stomp your feet, scream, make noises. Meditation works, but if you're super nervous and in your head, it may be pretty hard to drop into meditation. So what I have found really helpful is guided meditation with some kind of breath work that helps moving the energy grounding yourself, going out into nature or just any place where you can put your feet on the ground. It can be the side of a hotel. (laughs) Just get your feet on some dirt or some grass. That helps as well. Then my final tip is doing a visualization where you imagine yourself 15 minutes after the successful completion of the event. So for example, I imagine myself 15 minutes after I gave the speech. So maybe I'm outside in the hallway talking to people And I'm just feeling grateful and grounded and taking myself to that place mentally really, really helps with the nerve. So try that too. If you're anticipating something, imagine what it will be like 15 minutes after the successful completion of that event and do a visualization where you go there. Okay. A couple more things I want to share with you. I'm headed into my March retreat this weekend. I'm so excited about this retreat and everyone who's coming. I can't wait to meet you. My next retreat is for men, women, and couples in Hawaii. It's September 8th through 13th. Go to christinehester.com slash Hawaii to learn more. And we've got another group coaching call coming up where I teach, I guide you through meditation, and then I call on people to have one-on-one little hot seat laser coaching sessions with. It's only $20 and you can join me virtually at christinehassler.com slash group. If you can't make it live, the call is recorded and sent to you. Have a great call for you today with Melissa, who's in the middle of a divorce and is seeking ways to have spiritual altitude during the process. But what we discover is what she needs most right now is more of a human perspective. We really get to the meat of this call about five minutes in, so be sure to hang in there and listen to my wrap-up as well. There's some really good stuff about being a warrior woman in there. As you're listening, consider... Is there a challenging situation in your life that you're attempting to find peace in, yet you just can't seem to get there? Have you been through or are you going through a breakup or divorce that is rocking your sense of self-worth? Are you feeling like choices you may have made may have been more of a result of pain from your past rather than a choice that is most in alignment with your highest good? And for the women out there, are you tapped into your warrior woman? Do you even know that this is part of you? So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my call with Melissa. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, a company I really love because my feet have been, I don't want to say the bane of my existence for many years, but honestly, I look at women that can wear heels with awe and admiration because I just can't. My feet just don't feel good in them. And I've had different foot problems anyway point of the story is that I can only wear flats. So finding flats that are stylish and comfortable is a huge win for me, which is why I love Rothy's. They're seriously the most comfortable flat you've ever worn. You can wear all day for any occasion. Seriously, you're never going to want to take them off. And they make their flats from recycled plastic water bottles, and they're insanely comfortable and stylish. For me to find a pair of shoes other than tennis shoes I can wear all day is like Christmas every day. 
Rothy's is really my everyday flat for life on the go. They are stylish, they're classic, and they're comfortable, and they come in different styles, the flat, the point, the loafer, and the sneaker for women and girls. Their color and pattern selection is amazing, and they're always updating their lineup. And as an added major bonus, they're machine washable, because let's face it, your feet sweat and your shoes get dirty. I love my Rothy's and I know you will too. So right now Rothy's has an amazing deal for my listeners. Use code over to get free shipping with no minimum. So it's free shipping and free return exchanges on your Rothy's shoes, but you really won't want to return them. Go to Rothy's, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com and enter over to get your new favorite flats and free shipping. Get yourself a pair today at Rothy's.com. Again, promo code over it. Get this deal while it lasts, everybody. And now on to my coaching call with Melissa. Melissa, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. Thank you so much for talking with me today. My pleasure. I do have a question. I was wondering if you could give me any sort of advice or help me out. Um, I am desperately trying to stay in alignment with my higher self while going through a long, drawn-out divorce process and also dealing with an ex who seems to, his objective is to financially and emotionally cause, you know, me additional pain or suffering. And I'm really trying to, you know, to stay above all of that. And I was wondering if you have any sort of advice to help me achieve that. Well, first, I, you have my compassion that you're going through this. I can hear in your voice how stressful it's been. Mm-hmm. So I just want to just be present to that for a moment. Thank you. How stressful it's been, how um, betrayed you felt, how lonely it's been. So I just want to honor that and let that be okay, Melissa, because I think sometimes we can confuse alignment with our higher self with spiritual bypass and what may be actually most helpful for you during this process is to like really let yourself have your feelings about it, especially the rage. Right. Okay. So when did the divorce process start? So we've been separated since about May. I finally filed the divorce documents. Um, I want to say it was, it was December-ish. Um, he lives on the other side of the country. So we've, you know, we've really been apart and haven't seen each other at all. Um, and it's been since I filed the divorce documents that things have really just kind of gotten out of control. And, you know, the, just a lot of behavior that I guess I didn't expect from him, which I know is my expectation hangover, <laughs> but also, mm-hmm. um, you know, just trying to trying to get it resolved as quickly as possible so that, you know, it, we can both just move on with our lives. How long were you married? Uh, we were married for nine and a half years and together for, you know, almost 12. And why, what was wrong with the marriage? Why are you getting a divorce? So um, he had multiple affairs. It's what mm-hmm. I consider affairs. He swears that it never got physical with any of the women that, you know, he had inappropriate behavior with. But, you know, there was hundreds and hundreds of text messages and emails exchanged, um, you know, inappropriate pictures and videos and things like that, which really, you know, I feel like I tried multiple times to, you know, to give him the opportunity to, to change and to grow as I was, you know, learning to, to grow myself. And then finally, just the last time I discovered the last woman in May, 
it was just, I knew that I just couldn't deal with anymore. And so, you know, I put mm-hmm. myself first at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really acknowledge you for that. And I really acknowledge you for realizing that you need to get out. So let me ask you this mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, soul lessons and, and why you drew him in for your evolution and for your growth. And which basically means we draw in people to heal us, help us heal unresolved wounds from our past and shift mm-hmm. beliefs. Right. Why was he the perfect partner? I think that for me, I really needed to spend some time rediscovering who I was and really, really, you know, discovering my own self-worth. And I felt like, you know, at the time that we met, I was coming out of my first marriage, which wasn't so great. And it was easy. It was comfortable. I think that, you know, I know that at the time I, I wasn't ready to jump into another relationship. And so it was just, you know, I, I think that's what my big lesson was, was really just trying. I needed to learn how to love myself and be okay being alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, not so much being okay, being alone, but, but really <laughs> learning to love yourself and also learning that you're worthy of love. So just, just quickly, what happened at home growing up that made you believe you were worthy of love? What made you pick people that really reinforce the story that you're not lovable? Hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I believe that I had a really good childhood. I don't know. Like that, that's, that's a really good question. I, my biological father didn't raise me, you know, my stepdad, who is my dad, he adopted me at a very young age. So I feel like I had a normal upbringing. So I'm not, I'm not sure. What happened to your bio dad? He, um, it's okay. He, well, he, he also had um, multiple affairs on my mom. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's why their, their marriage fell apart. And mm-hmm. um, he ended up, he lived in another state. And so as an adult, I learned that for him, it was, you know, he felt bad trying to, you know, to pull myself and my brother between, you know, two states, trying to see two different parents, uh, you know, and trying to be involved. So he gave up his rights so that my stepdad could adopt, you know, myself and my brother. So that way we could have more of a normal upbringing. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And can you see from the emotion that this affected you? Yeah, I can see that. How do you think it affected you? Well, I, I can see, I can that, you know, by him leaving and um, I guess being so willing to give up his rights, you know, can kind of, as a young child, you know, I used to question, you know, how could somebody do that? Yeah. Yeah. What else as a young child do you think you believed or questioned? You said, how could somebody do that? What other thoughts do you think you had? Well, there were thoughts of like, why would he not want to be my dad? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why was, what was wrong, you know, with, with me as a child, um, you know, what was better for him out there that he chose to, you know, to walk away so easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a lot of self-worth stuff to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, we just want to just honor the feelings that are coming up. And we want to say it's amazing that your stepdad 
it's so, so amazing that your stepdad took that role in your life, right? Incredible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there's so much good that came out of that, but that didn't heal all the stuff about your biological dad and feeling like he gave you up and feeling unwanted for him. And also feeling all the feelings of him cheating on your mom, because especially if you were close to your mom and you knew that he hurt her, that's another alley for children. Because mm-hmm. as much as we're the child, we often get very protective of our parent. And we often go and repeat similar situations. Well, yeah. Yeah. And what's, what's sad is I, you know, the pattern has repeated now. So, you know, my, my children are now 16 and 18 and here I am, you know, I've, I've basically like repeated the pattern now for them going forward. And, you know, that's, you know, as much as like, I know that I did the best I could with the tools that I had, you know, it's, it's upsetting to know that I've basically handed the same can of worms over to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how are you judging yourself for that? <laughs> there is a lot of judgment there. Um, some days are definitely better than others. I think that as I learn new tools to, you know, help process and, and work through, you know, my own feelings, I share those with my children to help them. You know, they are in therapy and stuff for it. But yeah, you know, I, I do have moments where, you know, I think about, you know, twofold marriages and, you know, the damage that that caused them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know you've heard me say this, but it's really important for you to hear it. You really have been doing the best you could. You've kind of moved forward with this unresolved owie, which is feeling given up by from your father. And so, so many of the choices that you've made have come from wounding versus really come from a place of of love and discernment. So it's almost like you've been a little crippled in your choices Mm -hmm. and you've been making these choices because you, you want to heal. And usually if we're not addressing the issue we need to address, we'll just keep bringing people in situations in our life that kind of poke at the bear until we're willing to look at it. Right. And it's amplified now into this messy divorce with this man who had affairs and who now is emotionally and financially going after you Mm -hmm. so that you, yeah, the spiritual altitude is important in terms of perspective, but it's also, it can keep us out of dealing with the emotions that are there and dealing with the pain and dealing with the wounding that's there. And I just want to like, wrap you up and give you the hugest hug in the world and tell you first that everything's going to be okay. And also to tell that little girl inside who feels like her dad gave her up, that she's so beautiful and and she's priceless. She's priceless. Yeah. So there's just a lot of pain and there's just a lot of feelings and there's a lot of misunderstandings that need to be loved and that need to be felt and that need to be honored. 
And it's not like you have to sit in therapy for the rest of your life, but it is important to go back and deal with that core wound. And I have a feeling that as you do that, the divorce, either the way it goes or how you relate to it will shift because you're still running an unconscious pattern of unworthiness. And so what's showing up in your life are things that reinforce that. Yeah, that's true. And the other thing is, you know, as little kids, sometimes we feel like someone would have fought for us more. Like why dad, why wouldn't your dad have fought for you more? Why wouldn't he have tried to have a bigger role in your life? And in addition to the compassion and the love and the healing that needs to happen for that little girl, I also feel like you need a bit of that warrior woman to come forward. There's a lot of anger and there's a lot of rage and you're not by any chance coming to my spring retreat, are you? No, I, I haven't signed up for that. No. Okay. I was going to say we could deal with there, but if you're not coming to that, maybe consider the mastery course because I take you through an anger burn there, uh-huh. or at the very least the book expectation hangover. And, and also I just want to ask you how, you know, he's, you said he's coming after you. How are you fighting back? You know, I, I hired an attorney and it's really just, I know that, you know, he did some things that were actually, you know, he broke the law and I had no choice but to file a police report. So those are all things that I think the old me never would have done out of fear of, you know, what could potentially happen. But um, I knew that it needed to be addressed. And so really kind of honoring that within myself and, and, and doing what was right. So, yeah. So you do have a good attorney? I do, yes. Okay. And you are being a stand for the truth mm-hmm. and for protecting yourself financially? Um, yes, as, as much as I can. Uh, I think a lot of it comes from, of course, you know, I'm trying to get support going forward until I can get back on my feet. And, you know, he, his objective, and, and he told my daughter that I made a catastrophic error when I chose to leave him. And so I think that a lot of the choices that are coming on his end are are coming from that mindset. And so I'm really just trying to process and also be compassionate towards, like, I know that he's got his own pain and his own things that he's dealing with. And so try and have a little bit of understanding there to help me stay, I guess, in control of my own emotions. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, my mama bear is coming out (laughs) and I just don't want you to confuse compassion with copying out. I would encourage you to read a little bit about the archetype of a a warrior woman. Okay. And you can have compassion for his pain, but not his choices. You know, you can have compassion for his pain, but have boundaries Mm -hmm. and be fierce when it comes to his actions and his choices about what's, what's allowed and what isn't. And because I think part of your defense mechanism as a person is to be a bit of a people pleaser, which again, we don't judge, we honor because it's protected you. I'm just wondering if at times you call it compassion, but you're, you're backing down a little bit and not really having boundaries and speaking your truth and being fierce. Yeah, that's a good point. I I see that. Okay. 
Okay. So there's a lot of like multiple things kind of happening here and, you know, too much for me to really dig into in this short period of time. And so what I think the biggest piece I can offer you, Melissa, is first just my compassion to you and just really honoring what you're going through and what you've been through. And I'll say something to you that someone said to me during my divorce. He said, milk this for all it's worth. And I thought he was talking about alimony. And I said, I'm not even doing alimony. Like, what are you talking about? He goes, no, no, no. This divorce is going to give you the opportunity. It's going to trigger you. And you're going to think it's all about the divorce, but it's not. It's going to bring up every other time you felt like you failed. You felt like you weren't enough. You felt like your dreams got shattered. You felt like you couldn't trust a man, whatever. Like, I don't remember what the list was, mm-hmm. but I, I took that advice and I was like, cause I just wanted to get through it. I just wanted to get through the divorce and take the high road and da, 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 da. And I'm so glad you said that to me because I used everything the divorce was triggering to go deep within myself and clean up some major stuff from my past. Mm-hmm. And so I say the same to you, milk it for all it's worth get a good therapist, especially a somatic therapist, because I can feel the emotion in your body and especially the rage that just is giving you a lot of anxiety, making your voice shaky, affecting your sleep. Like we've got to get this emotion out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just know there are beautiful guides and beautiful people that can help you through this. Are you willing to reach out for some support and and look for some kind of therapist that can help you through this process? Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. And I have, great. I did also I, sign up for your personal mastery course as well. Oh, wonderful, wonderful! I'm so glad I can support you more there. That's that's wonderful news. You know, and we have our one day retreat every year. It's going to be in May. So I really encourage you to come out for that if you can get some physical interaction with other like-minded people and also just really, really be kind to that little girl inside of you and keep telling her she is priceless. She's so worthy and so lovable and she didn't do anything wrong. Thank you. And that's true for big Melissa too. So what's present for you now? What are you feeling? I mean, I'm, I'm still very stressed, but I also feel though um, excitement. I feel like there's, um, at least I have some direction on where, um, where I can get additional support and um, I know what to look for in trying to find a therapist or somebody who can help me process through this a little bit further. Yes. Yes, Absolutely. Absolutely. And talk to a couple people, make sure it really fits, you know, and make sure you find somebody who's, who has that, if it's a woman has that warrior woman, right. Mm-hmm. And, but you also want to make sure, and this is important, warrior women aren't man haters. Okay. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Sometimes we can confuse warrior woman with like men cheat and men lie and, da, 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 and they, it's a masculine paradigm and you know all that kind of stuff. Being a warrior woman is not about hating men. It's about fighting for truth and love and not allowing fear to rule, basically. 
It's being a stand for ourselves. It's not being a stand against others. It's being a stand for ourselves and fighting for truth and love and not lying down and being a people pleaser and allowing others to exert their force over us, not allowing others to use their pain to manipulate. You know, fighting a warrior woman fights for truth and love. And she also knows when it's a battle she can't necessarily win, but she gives it her best. And if at some point she's like, you know what, this is one that I need to surrender and know that something even better is coming my way. But she doesn't even consider that losing. Is this making sense to you? It does very much. Yeah. So you, if you work with a therapist, you just want to make sure that it's not about just blaming other people, that it's really Mm -hmm. about honoring your journey and helping you with your healing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, my love. I hope this was helpful. It was very much. Thank you so much, Christine. Melissa, I so acknowledge you for your vulnerability and willingness. You are so incredible to be honest with yourself and all of us, and I know that serves so many. As is the case very often on the show, Melissa's opening question was not exactly where we went. She said she was desperately trying to stay in alignment with her higher self while going through a divorce. Yet, as you heard on the call, what was most present was the opportunity for Melissa to actually get into her feelings instead of looking for spiritual altitude to really honor her human experience. Remember, we are spiritual beings having a human experience, so honoring our humanity is spiritual. We can confuse alignment with higher self with spiritual bypass. Let yourself have your feelings about your human experience. Don't indulge in them forever, but it's so important not to bypass them. My initial questions about Melissa's marriage were really just to get a little more info on what she was really being triggered by because I had the strong sense that she was going through this much challenge with the divorce because there was something really powerful that wanted to be healed. I actually get excited or maybe the word's more hopeful when someone is going through a really hard time, not because I like people to suffer, but because I know it's a soul setting up harsh outer conditions because it really, really wants to be free of old pain, limiting belief, or generational patterns that have been holding back one's evolution and fulfillment. So even though hard times suck to go through, if, as I said to her on the call, we milk them for all they're worth, there can be massive growth and transformation on the other side. I'm so glad I milked everything my divorce triggered and leveraged that time to heal a lot of stuff I've been carrying around for years. I 100% know I would not be in the conscious, fulfilled, and truly soulmate relationship I'm in now if not for going through some of the sucky stuff. When I asked Melissa what she was thinking her soul was seeking to learn, she gave me the answer she was learning to love herself. Well, yes, that's a biggie for all of us, but really we don't need to learn to love ourselves. It's more about remembering than learning. And if you missed my coach's corner this past Saturday, definitely go back and listen to that because I give you some strong reminders in that episode. And since it's such a lesson for us all, I wanted to get more specific with Melissa on what exactly this lesson was. Really, it was about feeling worthy of love. We got to the fact that her biological father didn't raise her. And she even said, what was better that he chose to walk away so easily? And that was very painful. And how amazing that a stepdad took that role 
But just because there's good, it doesn't take away the pain. We often think that if something good happens, it just wipes away the quote unquote bad, but it doesn't. Yes, she had a loving stepfather and she was still carrying around the pain around worthiness and rejection and her dad cheating on her mom. Otherwise, the situation she was in now wouldn't be happening. I deeply suspect that this divorce is giving her this opportunity to go back and heal this wound she had with her father and really heal the wound around worthiness, being truly, truly worthy of love and acknowledge the fact that her dad didn't fight for her, that he walked away, but she's kind of doing that with herself. You know, my mama bear came out, as you heard, and I wanted her to find that warrior woman. I asked her, how are you fighting back? I wanted to make sure she had a good attorney and she was being a stand for herself and protecting herself. Her ex sounds very angry and my sense is he's a bit of a mirror for her. I mean, I think she's probably very angry on the inside about a lot of stuff, but hasn't really acknowledged that. So she's attracting somebody who's really angry. So she's got to find that anger and learn how to transform it and use it to fight for herself and protect ourselves. The other thing that we talked about is not confusing compassion with copying out. Sure, she can have compassion for her husband's circumstances and for everything that he's been through, but that doesn't excuse behavior. Have compassion for people's pain, but boundaries with their actions. This is huge for people pleasers out there. If your defense mechanism is people pleaser, you probably need to call out that warrior woman a little bit more. And remember, always reach out for support, get from help. There is no battle you have to fight alone. So some takeaways for you. If you're in an expectation hangover, if you're in a challenging time, milk it for all it's worth. Do the work. The pain is up right now. The triggering event is up. So go into it, get the pain out, use it. Find that warrior woman who fights for truth and love and is feminine yet fierce. Femininity isn't just about flow and surrender and la-di-da. The feminine is fierce. If you've ever given birth or watched a woman give birth, you know that. And don't make excuses for people who are treating you poorly. Again, don't confuse compassion with copying out. And finally, if this show has awakened you to the fact that you're in a bit of a spiritual bypass, do the work. I can help you with personal mastery. I can help you at a retreat. I'm happy to support you in your journey. And if it's not me, Find a way to really get in and milk things for all they're worth and do the work. Don't spiritual bypass the situation because then the challenging situation will just show up again for you to deal with the human stuff. Remember, spiritual beings having a human experience. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.